podcast and we are hoping to bring you up from the depths. Uh, it's been a struggle to bring ourselves up from the depths to get this podcast out, to be honest. So uh, we can we can feel your pain and uh, hopefully we can get excited for the big game, the Mora. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how we get on with that. Uh, joining me tonight, I've got none other than Driggs. Good evening, Driggs. How are we doing? Uh, well, I'm recovering. I'm on the I'm on the rise. Good on the upward trend. The yes. slope is increasing. Excellent. Unlike Tesla stock mm, or Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin <laughs> down another four and a half percent today. That's what happens when you join a pyramid scheme. I'm afraid. Uh, Stuart Wheel, how are we doing? We're doing well. Not quite uh, the rapid rise of uh, ascent that uh, Harry a jump jet you wants to perform. But uh, getting there. Vital vertical takeoff in London. It's good. Yes, having mm. having com having completely forgotten that it was actually a Scottish Cup final last Saturday, <laughs> which which I had to remind myself of about eight o'clock last night. I said I said to Jeep uh, after the pod. I think you might have been there actually. Um, that you know, we'd, <laughs> oh wait a minute, we've got we've got another game that we didn't discuss. Uh, hence uh, the podcast tonight. So, uh, aye, it's it's been a it's been a strange a strange old week. But uh, we do uh, have the services of a goth who uh, apparently went to Seville. Uh, good evening, Moss. How are we doing? I know bad boys. How's how's everybody? Yeah. <laughs> we we don't know how to answer that because the other night you were disappearing after three words. So <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe we'll just need to, maybe we'll just need to um, ask you to switch it off and switch it on again every five seconds. Ah, uh, that's it. Um, aye, there was just technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I was, I was too hydrated to uh, continue. So <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, so I guess, I guess we should, we should dive in and uh, kind of relive it a wee bit. Um, what was interesting, actually, before we do dive in, I just want to say that I was watching the highlights back, and it was really weird because, uh, obviously, you know. We said make us dream, but it felt like a dream. It was weird watching it back. It didn't, you know, I got the same emotions as I had, like building up to the match. I had the same kind of stomach knots and stuff like that, but it just didn't feel real. It was really, really weird. Um, but anyway, that aside, let's um, let's dive straight in. So uh, obviously, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt versus Rangers Europa League final, which was on Wednesday, the 18th of May. Um, we finished the game 1-1 and obviously we lost out, unfortunately, on penalties. We've, we had goals from Joe Rebo and your, and your boy Bore. Uh, from Frankfurt, we had a team of McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Bassey, Barisic, Lundstrom, Jack, Kamara, Kent, Wright, and Aribo. Um, and Driggs, I'm going to come to you first, mate. What was your What was your overall thoughts on uh, the game and so, uh, where it went? Well, I, I have a question actually, and this kind of goes to everybody. Okay. The feed that I was getting that we were getting was CBS, which is you know the the UEFA feed. Uh, I'm assuming that's probably the same feed that everybody else got, but it really sounded like the fan microphones were strictly in the little quadrant of Frankfurt fans. Now, Wasp, mm. was it quiet yeah. in there? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Drugs. Eh? Because everybody uh, dehydrated and couldn't actually get words out of their mouth. Uh, I've got a few things I want to talk about this um, because the day after. Um, I think half time as well. My dad texts me, and he's like, and a few of my friends are like, Why he's not singing? And uh, couldn't it be further from the truth? The Rangers fans over there in the ground were excellent. Eh? We were singing our hearts out, even though we were dehydrated and it was like we were coughing up sand. But <laughs> um, the, the fans were, were belting their um, hearts out. So I, I don't understand this. I've, I've unfortunately, I've not watched the game back. and don't, don't do it. I, I, I don't know why they did it. Uh, I, There's I, a good 12 I, minute spell that you can watch it. Really <laughs> yeah. But um, especially minutes. like, like I, I, I don't understand what was happening there. Eh? Um, I, I, like the Rangers support that was in the stadium are getting pelters on Twitter and it's, it's unjustified. Eh? So that's, it, that, it's, that's it's like legitimate it. as far as TV wise because it, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't hear anything. You know, it, it yeah. was, it was really odd. Um, and, but, but anyway, Driggs, give us your thoughts yeah. on the game. <laughs> it was pretty boring. It was pretty bad. I thought it was two teams that were very close to each other in terms of, of talent and execution, um, which usually leads to kind of a pretty bad game because it's just a lot of back and forth. Um, I was shocked at 
Rangers' lack of physicality because I thought that the press and the physicality was something that got them all the way to where they were. And I thought it was, I don't want to say they abandoned it, but I just thought it was weird. It just didn't seem present in the game. Um, and it wasn't up to the referee because the referee wasn't exactly calling anything. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was it was weird. It was disappointing, obviously. But the, the lack of kind of physicality and pressing is what really disappointed me more than anything. Yeah, I think, um, and obviously, Stuart, you and you and I kind of sort of uh, discussed this post-podcast where we were talking about, you know, both teams kind of cancelling each other out a wee bit. And I think uh, we, we, we obviously saw that, but with a mixture of... Um, high temperature players who'd only had a had a day to acclimatize and you were seeing kind of like spurts of action and then yeah. 10 15 minutes of just walking about like passing the ball square and nobody really cared it was really really bizarre it was a, it was a strange kind of uh, mixture of mixture of play but when when obviously uh, we did have the ball and we and we started to click stuff together it didn't it wasn't really working um, for large spells of the game but you know what was your what was your thoughts on it I thought for the first 45 minutes, Rangers played the reputation and the name. They they expected, I think they expected more from Eintracht Frankfurt and it took them a good while to realise that Eintracht Frankfurt were not Dortmund or Leipzig. They, they, they played, a different, played a different way. And um, I think... The first half in particular, I thought Rangers were one or two were nervous. I'm not saying they were overcome by the occasion, but I'll give you an example. If you go and watch the game back, I think the first three cross balls that Tavernier hit were hit, over hit by about 15 yards. That was a guy who who was suffering from an overdose of adrenaline and and wasn't really in control of his game. And I think you saw that through his entire performance, whereas he's been producing eights and 9.9s all the way through uh, this this particular run. I thought at best he was probably a 6 out of 10. And I think there were other guys in that game as well took the easy option from time to time. In fact, a good, a good part of the time by playing easy square balls and nothing balls, balls that didn't challenge anybody. And... They were playing safe, but they played too. Ultimately, they played too safe, um, and I think that was the. I think that's where it, it proved troublesome for Rangers. Other players played in fits and starts, as you rightly say, whether that was down to the conditions or whether it was down to just coming up with a different idea from what they tried the previous time. Um, all in all, I think come yesterday morning, I had the exact same feeling as I'd had after Manchester and a kind of emptiness that there was an opportunity that if you'd been a bit braver you might have actually been able to take in, in the 90 minutes I don't mean through the extra time and people say well Rangers had some decent chances in extra time and the penalties are a lottery never believe penalties are a lottery the the Germans showed you that and four out of the five guys that took them for Rangers proved it wasn't a lottery there was, a, there was a, an element of skill involved in that um, the chances that Rangers had late on, uh, I think he's a he's a he's a good player, but I, I've said it on here before, and I've said it in you know in in chats that we've had in the likes. I think Ryan Kent is a is a decent player. I don't think he is the world beater that some people would make out him to be. Um, you know, seven million quid on a big signing. Would take you into the mid mid meet a mid championship player in England, and I think people should you know should realise that the chance that he did miss at the end. I've, I've watched it a couple of times. I don't I don't really think he's in a position to do it. He's actually been tackled as well at the same time as he he tries to hit the ball, and you've got people saying, "Oh, it's why did he not dink it?" You're getting in there. His 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 intention is to get to that ball before the defender does, and he just does it. But in doing that, he has no control over what he's trying to do. Another thing you would you need to say is that, that Kevin Trapp, the goalkeeper, makes a great great save, great save. Yeah. If that had been McGregor, we'd have been you know singing his praises and an exultation at how good McGregor is making that block. Exact same for Trapp. Trapp, I mean, remember. 
he, he was something around the, the, the Bundesliga on, on loan a different couple of places and he's found a, a place at Eintracht Frankfurt. Four years ago, he was on the books at PSG. He was a highly rated goalkeeper and I don't, you know, and, and to think that he was suddenly going to give in or, or you know, throw in the towel in his face one and one, it was never going to happen. He did a job and his jigs, you know, again, backs me up on that. That was a fantastic stop and any goalkeeper would have been you know, happy with that, especially that late on in the game and with the importance. And going yeah. back to what you said, it, it took Roof to come on to bring something mm. different to the team. That Correct. Was, yep. I, I think that was Roof's only involvement in in mm. the first night or, you know, whenever it happened. I don't even remember now. But, you know, his first touch, first involvement, chance on goal from a, from a, from a cross, you know, just a, a, a save on the byline that just gets to, to Kent. So I, I don't know. I don't know why the switch wasn't made a little earlier, and he must really be struggling. What, yeah, what I he think, gave up. Think, sorry, sorry. Snugs, I jump in there. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. What, uh, what, what I noticed, uh, Drugs, when Roof came on, because we we were at like obviously at that end, the Rangers end, but we we had a perfect view of that attack when it happened, and what what Roof gave when he came on was a striker's ability to like that. You know that presence, like a proper striker. It wasn't he playing a false nine. It wasn't he a number ten. He gave that striker's movement, which Aribo done well in the first half and like the sixty or seventy minutes he gave. I can't remember when he came off, but for me, when Roof came on, he was running the channels. He wasn't doing the Morelos style. He always placed his strengths in the channels, and they they didn't know how to deal with that. So Kenny asked the question. Was he fit enough just to come on for the final moments to take the penalty? Um, because Sakala, is, <laughs> he splits the difference, but I think he, he it just wasn't working, and it was a and you saw that when we're getting subbed again. So he couldn't. We said that. The ball. We said that the other night. We said that the other night, didn't we? I, yeah, I we could did. honestly see. I could honestly see substitutes being substituted if you were mm. really going for it. That's what would happen. And and just you know just to, just to pick up on what you're saying there. What, what Roof gave Rangers was the expertise of having somebody who knew when to run onto a ball, knew when to hold it up, knew when to play in other people, and knew whether to take the ball out wide or carry the ball himself. He, he did not have that option with Aribo. Aribo right. could hold it up and lay it off, but the other component parts of what would have made him dangerous, he just didn't have. I know he scored the goal and he took it really, really well, and it was a, it was a, a, a cracking finish. And you know, I wasn't quite screaming at television, but you know, I can count probably in one hand the number of times I've seen Rangers attackers going one and one with a goalkeeper and completely making a, an ass of it. You know, right. you, you look back, you, you look back at you look you look back at strikers with, with fantastic reputations. Chris Boyd, for instance. I can't really remember Chris Boyd going one and one with a goalkeeper and beating the goalkeeper. Half chances, you know, back to goal, all that kind of stuff. It it certainly magic up a goal. So it was a great finish. But I I, I think what you were saying there is absolutely spot on. It was a different a different component part that Rangers had, and it made them play those in and around roof played come on a game. It must have been difficult for them to come on a game, given how late in the game they actually were. Because they must have been really, really tired and out in their feet. And we oh, see guys were. like see guys like Lundstrom going down. We got you know, you're pretty much guaranteed he's a machine and he's yeah. keeling over holding his his calf. So I was it must be really hard. On. Yeah, no, so I, was, I actually think I, I actually think he he stayed on because I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst identified him as a presence yeah. that was not going to be bullied or was not going to be you, you know, threatened by anything that Eintracht did. And I think, I think equally, I think Van Bronckhorst saw uh, Lundstrom as a threat to Eintracht because when he got the ball, they didn't press as much. They actually, back, they actually, if you watch it, they don't press up on Lundstrom. They actually back, hold their ground and back off a bit. So I think even just him having him on the, the field made a difference. 
his his mentality as well, Stuart, is is like as soon you know we're taking the restart after after Frankfurt score. He he, you could see him rallying the players and in, in the Rangers halfway, eh? and he's pointing his head and he's screaming his heart out. Eh? His his face was like mine, pure red, and you know like a wee guy playing ten minutes of five aside. But I think he, I think he, what he was asking you to do there, see he was I think he was actually telling those at the back they need to switch on and start thinking because I think there was oh, it, 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 it was lackadaisical the defence no pressing the guy who's going to get a cross in and then no going with it no going with the guy who you know is going to make a run to the, the near post or the, the, the front post and that is that is absolutely Aye. criminal and much yeah, as I think Golton had a fantastic season last season I still think that maybe like Tavernier, <laughs> maybe like one or two others there is a mistake in him yeah, and it and definitely. it's usually caused by his his um, awareness or unawareness and how casually I think that if I get there, I'm a defender, I'll get the ball first. When actually at that level, you're dealing with strikers that are that are deadly and 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 are looking are playing for 120 minutes for one chance. Sure, yeah, that's agreed. like that. It's a it's a valid point because how many times have we lost that similar goal for that kind of that mm-hmm. area, that right sided centre half because Goldson's you no, know, and you know when once that goal in like everybody was dejected round about us and the replays come up and it was just it was criminal. Um, but like my my mate who I went to Seville with, he's uh, he's in the chat. He actually makes a good point about Barisic as well. Again, Curry Monchers brought it up there. For me, he, Barisic, unless he's got space to run forward he's, he, and play it into Kent or cross it, if there's people, he's, he's no brave enough on the ball and he'll always just turn back and play the easy pass. And it killed our momentum on the left side too many times. And it was the same on the right side. You know, obviously the Frankfurt have done their homework and they've saw Tav as like a, a, a threat. He wasn't getting the same joy he has been getting down the right. And they actually doubled up on him a lot. Eh? And I just felt that they'd totally done their homework on us big time. Mm-hmm. Aye. I, I, it's... Um... It's a really good point, that um, actually, and uh, just 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 to kind of touch on the Lundstrom Barisic, I think I think uh, one of the, one of the other major reasons that John Lundstrom stayed on was was actually to cover Barisic because he was he was reliant too heavily on Bassi. I think a lot of the time to protect him as well, um, and I think um, you know that was that was possibly in Gio's head, um, and it was. I mean, you know, you you look at. I mean, obviously, Rebo scores the goal fifty-six minutes, right? We all go wild. I mean, I was, I was literally, I said to my mates, I was like, "What just happened?" Because it was weird, like you know, when you're following a passage of play and you're like, "This could result in a goal." You saw what was happening. You're like, "No, this is," and then you're like, "Wait, what the?" Because, like, the reason I said that is because Tuta looked like he, he somebody had, you know, launched a fishing wheel for yeah. outside the stadium and just had him, and it's caught him nicely. I was <laughs> like, "What just happened?" It was mental, but like you said, sure, it was a. It was a fantastic uh, finish. Um, but, but, you know, you but, just but see, see amongst us the other night there, we actually, if if you, I, I, I wouldn't want you going back and watch the game. Actually, I watched it in its entirety twice, um, just just so I don't make any cock ups if I say anything. But the 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 fact of the matter is that there were things that we said on the preview that actually came to fruition, and one was. Yeah. That Tavernier would be frozen out because where his danger was was people didn't know whether he was going outside or whether he would cut he'd come back inside. And Eintracht worked that out. And in the double coverage, they pushed one guy, they, they ran, they almost like played on a diagonal where they had one guy going out wide and somebody just tucked in just behind them. That meant that, that if he did come back inside, there wasn't a, there wasn't any freedom to play play passes yeah and um, you're absolutely right and, 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 and I said last night as well a couple of things um, I, I was glad as I said last night Wednesday night um, that you know I was glad that Kostic wasn't up against Barisic um, and he was you know up against Tav but but, but he was key I think um, to nullifying Tav um, quite a lot of the time um, and like you say that system worked really well and that was kind of the only time that we saw um uh, Frankfurt press um, effectively, actually, I think, mm-hmm. um, and you know that was that was clear and it worked really well. And I think um, you know if if we talk about 
the 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 body goal obviously we touched on it a wee bit there in the in the kind of um, analysis but I think you know we look at Scott Wright in that moment you know people are saying should should Scott Wright do more to stop the cross well maybe maybe he should but it's not it's not really not really his job as a winger to be stopping crosses and in, in his own but you know in his own box um, and then at the same time it comes past Tav who doesn't make any kind of you know movement towards any of it at all and then obviously Golson lackadaisical because you know he's no making it but he's assuming he puts that puts the foot out he puts uh, the foot out puts it, lays it. it's lazy the win it and he's assuming that obviously it, you know Bassi's going to had to have gotten a shot get him out of trouble yeah that's exactly all i can that. think of yeah but it just didn't make sense and then obviously it um, gives Bassi more work today you know like Bassi he does, needs to and Boris Bassi's all over him i don't, i can't blame yeah. Bassi on it. he's all no, over him no you can't oh, no, you no. can't you can't and it's good and finish it's, it was a very good finish, and it's it was it was just gutting to see it play out, you know, Savage. because because sometimes you see one mistake and a goal, you know, this this was a couple kind of chained um, to kind of expose a major vulnerability um, at the back, and it, and it was it was just gutting, it was gutting to see um, because you know after we scored, I'm thinking, please don't concede early. Don't don't concede in the next five minutes because that's kind of <laughs> Rangers through and through, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's kind of how it works. But um, and we got through it. Took, it. And then it's, you started sitting there and you're like, this is it. All right, we're going to lock yep. things down. And then 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes it took, man. But um, I mean, that was kind my, of my, my cry of a, it's only 56 minutes when they scored. Yeah. And it was like, what do you mean? It's only 56 minutes. It was like, if it was 86 minutes, I'd have been delighted because you just knew. And there was a, there was a period where Eintracht did, I almost did an impersonation of, uh, Leipzig in the previous game where they suddenly decided they need to get back into this game and they played keep ball and gave Rangers the run around and I think when Frankfurt were in possession of the ball they had more of an idea or more of a clue about what they were trying to do than, than when Rangers had the ball Rangers oh, they looked were organised they were uh, they, they they looked as if they had a, a game plan of, of the channels they were going to play through and where they were going to have a go at Rangers the, the gap between Barisic and Bassey, I mean, that was like, you drive a tank transporter through that, you know, that gap there. And time and time again, that was a weak spot that they identified. Uh, there, there wasn't much between the two teams, not no, at all. Oh. But the, the galling thing was that some of the finer points, the Germans were better at it than, than what Rangers were. I mean, I think we're more a few times in the first half. You honestly felt like saying, "Just stop the game, just do pick up that ball, and make sure Rangers are not trying to control a balloon or a beach ball." Because it just seemed to be bouncing off knees and shins and bouncing away from them, and 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 retention of the ball was was poor in the first half, and and pretty poor actually through a lot of the game. Uh, and obviously you mentioned Tav getting the adrenaline rush, but you know there was there was quite a few players that that, that you know were very guilty of that, particularly Goldson with his normal diagonal balls that were just skying at the oh, park. Um, it was it was horrible. It was it was absolutely gut wrenching wrenching to watch that. And you know one of the one of the things I've noted in the notes is that it kind of took extra time for us to wake up a wee bit. And I think it, you know it, it, it was very uh, very very late in the day and too late uh, to be fair. And you know Tav had that free kick at the end as well. That you know he actually got on target, and if it had been another day, uh, you know maybe it had gone in. Um, and actually, it was probably perfect for Barisic who was already after part. But oh, um, it's it's all could have been a shoulda. But 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 I felt as well, you know, just to kind of uh, come away for the for the players a wee bit. I felt the ref handled the game very very well, um, and I was I was expecting a, a different experience if I'm honest for that referee. Um, you know, yeah. if we look back at the start, where obviously Lundstrom has that has that high boot moment. Hands up! All, all, all those that thought we got a red card. <laughs> I, I, I was saying it. I was saying it. I saw the blood. I was like, "Fuck, that's a red card." That's a, and 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 somebody somebody watching VAR will go, "Oh, I see red. Hold on. Okay, we need to rewind and see what actually what happened." But I mean, I I think you're absolutely spot on. I think the referee got a good ninety percent of the decisions that he made absolutely spot on. Maybe the one that he missed with the penalty. <laughs> you know, thankfully. But I think most of the time he was actually spot on. Aye, aye. and I think um, I think as well. You know, um, Stephen Craigan doesn't help me. You know, st- 
Stephen Craig and doesn't he? He does it. He, you know, he should be getting a red card for that. Should oh, be getting that. And for, for every every decision that you know could potentially have gone against Rangers, he was firmly in uh, the German camp. You know, he was he was wanting maximum punishment, and that absolutely destroyed my enjoyment of the game most of the time. So you should have uh, been but, watching my feed. I had who did you uh, have? Peter Begley or Begley and uh, Martin Drury. Oh, Martin oh. Drury of Pez so it, was, it was literally like an EA FIFA game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would have preferred that for sure. But I, yeah. Craig and Jesus. Um, but I felt, you know, one 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 kind of last thing I'll say on 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 the game is 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 you know I felt when when Stephen Davis come, uh, come on, I thought he he brought a really good bit of stability to the mid. I thought I thought he. Um, he he wanted it and he he displayed the performance that you know the other players should have displayed for the majority of the game and I think one of the reasons that Bassi did stand out was because he worked hard and he worked you know he was doing the work of three or four players at times um, and it's no surprise that he went down with cramp towards the end you know he was and same for Lundstrom you know those guys were epitomising what Rangers Rangers is and you know what to be a Ranger is and it's just a shame that the rest of them really didn't. Um, Sadly, so, came in in the seventy fourth minute, though. Just yeah. felt it felt way too long. Too too late. Yeah, a lot of it was way uh, too late. A lot of it. A lot of it was. A lot of it was too late. Drugs and real, real real quick before we move on, talking about what Stuart was talking about. I I think the caliber of player. Not much between the two teams, right? We can all agree on that. But when yep. you have the caliber of players that Frankfurt have, those those little moments, the the concentration, the the completion of a five or ten pass play that's where they excelled you know when you have those players that are just that little bit of the next level than what rangers currently have yeah you know agreed which is which is the norm in the bundesliga that is that is a kind of standard of player you'll find hence the reason why the, the really really good teams you know, are exceptional. You know, Bayern Munich and all the rest of it, because those guys do even better. But to, to be a a journeyman professional in the Bundesliga and an average player in the Bundesliga, you probably you probably got a ten percent better skill set than anybody playing in that Rangers team. I mean, they got Bore on a free from River Plate, so, so that's just so, good scouting. It's yeah. very good scouting. And Lens they got for free from Union. I mean, yeah, they they picked up some good transfers. But that's Decent but that's that, you, you're right. In what you're saying, but that's knowing that's knowing where those kind of players are and knowing what you're looking for, and how they would fit into the tight that, and how they would fit into the team that you're trying to play play with. And I think that part of it, going back to the point I made earlier, I just think Rangers were disjointed at times. They kind of roughly knew how they should be playing the game, but never actually had that that hold in the game to actually do the things they wanted to do. I agreed, and I think you know the 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 occasion got the better of them. I would say, you know, if if that game's at Ibrox, I think we're winning it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, hundred percent. I think we're winning it, and I think you know, and I and you know, I'm not going to use that as an excuse, but you know, certainly, <clears throat> um, everything just just got on top of them, and they and and they crumbled unfortunately, um, on the on the big stage, um, and. I thought um, Eintracht, you know, given as a wee guard of honour at the end, was a was a nice wee touch. And obviously, they they uh, posted some 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 tweets uh, today, wishing us luck and stuff like that for the for uh, the Scottish Cup final, which we'll uh, touch on in a minute. So, um, your uh, Europa League team of the season, uh, Kent, Tav, and Bassey all featured, which I felt was was justified, uh, very very good. It was it was actually a shame that you know not to see Lundstrom in there, but he was kind of a late bloomer, wasn't he, um, in terms mm. of that competition. Um, but you know, I think in terms of the 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 fans, you know, the fans should be praised praised for their for their really good behaviour. Uh, they represented the club really well, including you, Wasp, uh, which is unusual. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but gentlemen, know, gentlemen, I wasn't you know, we... I, was, I wasn't there. You know, the the number of people that have said that there was almost like self policing among strangers fans, oh, right. which was... which yeah. which which I have to say. I'd, I'd never really previously seen you know it was, it was almost like if something happened and people took a step back whereas this time from some you know speaking to different people if if there was anything untoward you know or looked as if there was something could happen they took a step forward and a step and stepped in to stop it at source sort of type thing and you know and, and it was a, 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 a kind of 
a, a kind of policing that just watch what you're doing there. That's enough of that. You know, get down out of there. <laughs> you know, if you don't, if, if you don't, if you don't kill yourself up there, I'll come up and kill you. So that type thing. And it was, um, it was, it was just, um, it was, it was good to see the the feedback from all sorts that were at the game. You know, be it English-based journalists and the likes singing the praises of of Rangers. That will all go well for the, the the kind of future as well, and of course, ultimately, you've got you've got people like Jurgen Klopp coming out and saying, you know, what a fantastic effort it was from Rangers. Probably no other club could have done what they've done, and again, that's that's praise from praise from on high. Doesn't make it any easier that the, the penalties um, we lost out in that, but it's you know anyway, such is life, and I'm sure that. Um, I'm sure there's a great many neutrals out there would have uh, would have been happy if Rangers had won just to just to boost those coefficient points again. Indeed, and uh, you know just to, just to go back to what you're saying about Rangers fans policing themselves, I think you know they tried they tried a video message for Graham Soonis, they tried one for Richard Goff, we had a letter for John Gregg, but I think ultimately what did it, Stuart, was that video message somebody did of Duncan Ferguson threatening that to battle so everybody. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I think that's what it's fucking. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But anyway, um, let's uh, let's move on. Um, I wanted to talk to to you, Robin, actually a wee bit, just to get your perspective on uh, regards. I know it's been it's been talked about a lot um, over the past few days, but what was your what was your experience of uh, of the kind of water situation? I feel I feel like I'm I'm getting around. Eh? You're calling me Robin, eh? So it's like nobody usually That's calls your name, me. Is, Robin. It, no? is that not aye, your name? Aye, it is, oh, I but nobody really calls me. Eh? So it's weird. But uh, aye, um, the water situation was an absolute joke, mate. I've he's not taking any chances. I've got to say, look, he's water about his own. <laughs> this is that, eh? Like, I just had to make sure, eh? Like, the missus didn't cut off the water when I was away, eh? But this is like a quarter of Bathgate's water supply, you know? So, uh, sorry for everybody in needs water tonight. But, uh, mate, it was, it was an absolute disaster. The queues were mental you know like my mate ian he's in the chat i went over with him and we were in the queue for maybe an hour 20 minutes and um you know everybody's getting restless the heat you had to get in the stadium quite early because you just you wanted to secure your seat and you know he he came up to me and he, he um he's just like there's four bottles of cola left you know and people were coming up and down the queue saying there's no water left um there was you Stuart was praising the Rangers fans there. I'm no joking. Um, my mate was in the queue. So this guy obviously worked at the stadium. He was coming by with a big box. He dropped the box by accident, right? And all these bottles of water came out. So you would think, oh, free for all, scramble this, do this. Not a few Rangers fans helping them, put them back in. You know, it was, you know, everybody was well behaved, you know. But the water situation was a joke. There was like small kids round about us, eh? Like, struggling for water there's people you know it's probably not the best of times and you know, like they're still in covid age and that but passing bottles and you know i saw saw somebody tweeted today that like near the bench like balligan and mclaughlin were helping the fans get water eh? so the stadium the lead up to the stadium was beautiful you know it's it is a nice stadium fit for purpose i don't think so for a european final albeit the second competition not the Champions League, but 40,000. And then people going in and they're getting, you know, um, battery, uh, phone battery chargers turn off them, cables, and you, you can't take in a couple of bottles of water. And it was it was just a disgrace, um, really. It was just, you know, the queues, it was getting to the point where everybody was going to miss kickoff, uh, the biggest game that Rangers have seen and you know, their lifetime, and they were going to miss it because they were struggling uh, to get, get a boatload of water, eh? Aye, and you know, reading... Sorry, I'm not saying that people don't believe what Rangers fans say. Sometimes, sometimes they embellish, or all supporters embellish things that, oh, you'll never realise what it was like. The fact that you've got people like Katrina Shearer coming out and, and writing a really nice, a really good open letter about what she faced and what you know was confronted with and also Murdo Mackay the 
the MSP and coming out and saying this is you know this is what's, what what has happened. I think when you get people of of people like that who they're no they're no people that pile on a bus and travel to Portugal. You know they're they're, they're kind of people that neutrals might look at and say, well, if they're saying that, then it must be it must be correct. I think that they're they're highlighting these things. You know then that something has been untoward. Something's not not right. And I and again. We love it. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not saying that I run around, you know, trying to strike fear into into people, but in those conditions with the heat and a lack of water, I mean, that's that's a dangerous proposition. Oh, it was true. They had a take, water break during the game. But they had several water breaks. I mean, have you, yeah, I, I, exactly. Them. Exactly. <laughs> so no, they knew they knew the conditions. Yeah, trolling you. But you get people getting you get people getting medicines taken off from. Yeah, and suntan sun lotion. So not only are we going to fry you in the inside, we're going to fry you in the outside as well. I I I I, I do wonder, and I, and I and I said the other day on 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 Twitter, you do actually wonder if UEFA see supporters and fans as a, as a hindrance. They want the oh, atmosphere, but if they could get some some DJ to play the music and somebody to set off the flares and all the rest of it. They would they would do that before they would have they would have any, you know, thought of of how many spectators or how many fans are going to get in the stadium. It's almost like a, it's almost like a byproduct you don't want. Yeah. I said that to Wasp um, yeah. actually in a in a in a, in a voice note uh, yesterday. I think it was Wasp um, when I was saying to you, but you know that you know the fans the fans being a being a an afterthought, a wee add on. You know, like the sponsors and stuff are more important. And you know, I think that that that's a classic example. And sure, I was just thinking in my head there what it reminded me of. And it sounds like when people are relaying these stories back to you, it sounds like a natural disaster. But before yeah. the aid turns up, but in reverse, mm. do you know what I mean? When the aid turns up. They pull up a wee curtain and it, and it, and it's all guys that are just going to loot everything. Do you know what I mean? We'll we'll take your water off you, your sun cream and everything, and it's and it's ridiculous. It's you know yeah. it's it's basic it's basic human rights. Um, right. But also it's it's a failure of a of a duty of care. You know it's but you, it's, but it's a really simple thing. You people watching that game. You've got the, the, the people in the the posh seats, and then you've got the cattle, and it doesn't matter how you. You heard the cattle into the stadium. As long as you get them in and they behave themselves, that's that's all anybody's really worried about. And it's yeah. you know the the the, the phrase that, that these these people are customers and the the lifeblood of football and all the rest of it. No, you don't you don't treat right. the people if they're that important. You don't treat them like that. Yeah, you don't you don't, Stuart. And it was ridiculous. You know the the Spanish police. I don't know if it's kind of like a, a cultural thing or kind of need to watch how I say this, but it was like you know it was British fans, so they've got like a, a stereotypical attitude. And when we were in the queue, I'm not joking. There's people there, right? And people are wanting everything's on your phone. The tickets to get into the game are on your phone. So you need to make sure before you leave your hotel or where you are, you've got adequate charts. And then obviously you want to take your photos and relive the experience. Obviously, maybe you know why to relive it now, but people have got tickets to get planes, etc. So these power banks, say they're a useful tool when you're traveling about. And people, like, there was guys in front of us just both right in the bin. They're not caring if you've spent 40 euro, 50 euro getting this, uh, you know, water, sun cream. Even kids were getting uh, stuff taken off them, you know. Um, it was it's, it's just embarrassing, actually. And, you know, like you said as well, it's borderline dangerous that you can't even buy a single bottle of water, Um from a stand because like the amount of times I went up to my friend Ian said well, what is the hassle here it should be what do you want four bottles of water four boom pay do you know Move how much on. money they'd make oh no you know, like, like to that. not have that stuff available just makes no sense like I, was, I'm no joking do you, think, do you think actually do you think actually the Rangers commercial department were in charge of the water sales <laughs> in Seville you know is there a church not, across the street no only I <laughs> Not only, not only can we not, not only can we not do a beanbag, we we we're not going to give you any water. I mean, you're in the stadium. 
Oh, it didn't hear a castor logo in it, eh? so oh. you can't do that. Eh? They were probably just salivating, wanting their <laughs> fair <laughs> share of water bottles there. Castor bottle. But see, um, see, 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 just to just to close out the Seville chat, right? What what I will say is is that you know, regardless of of the result, um, I am personally, and I'm sure I speak for many people when I say this. You know, I am very, very proud of where we got to um, and how and how we conducted ourselves, even though the the result didn't go our way. And I, and I really, really hope that we can pick ourselves up and at least get one bit of silverware, please. Uh, before the season closes out. Um, but anyway, I'm going to cheer you all up now because here's a quick word from our sponsors. Please subscribe to the Rangers AF podcast. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a change. I'm feeling it in the air. Beautiful. I need to I need to just edit that a wee bit because it goes on like a a big bit of silence at the end. I need to cut that wee bit of silence out at the end. She's brilliant. She loves it. Eh? She loves oh, she's it. She's superb. Honestly, put a smile on anybody's face. Oh, she um, does. So, so I guess that we should we should move on to uh, tomorrow's game, which is obviously the Scottish Cup final. Hearts versus Rangers, uh, Saturday twenty first of May twenty twenty two, and it is live on. And I've no filled it out, so I'm guessing it's live on Sky Sports and Rangers TV because normally I stick it on there. live on Paramount. Uh, and per- per- yeah. Paramount for those Paramount of you in the Plus US. here in the US. And hey, for once, congratulations to SPFL for scheduling this match at a time that there really is nothing else going on. Seven o'clock in the morning kickoff on the West Coast. I was shocked that they didn't have it scheduled for Sunday morning when the EPL has all their matches scheduled. So congrats. Thanks, Driggs. Yeah, well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well done. America. In fact, you could probably thank NASA for that, Driggs. They probably had a hand in it, to be fair. Um, so, in the, we've, in the it, we've suddenly found a new market. <laughs> 7 a.m. Central America. <laughs> I love it. So, um, obviously, news from the press conference today is uh, Barisic is out. Um, everybody else should be all right. Um, but also... Down. Uh, I'm McLaughlin's in and obviously the manager uh, spoke a wee bit about a Goldson deal being unlikely um, as well which we've kind of known about for a while he's, he's basically after Aston Villa I mean let's know Good. let's not be about the bush here you know what I mean yeah, I'll drive him down he's away see you later but anyway <laughs> this this fixture um, it's the first meeting in a Scottish Cup final between Rangers and Hearts for uh. 24 years <laughs> Rangers last lifting the trophy in 2009 which is 13 yes. years ago with a 1-0 victory over Falkirk and before you even try it we're not going to talk Natural. about 2016 we're not going to talk Natural. about 2016 I know it was a was it no was it a Sasapa patch throw in it was a throw in he just ran on and, and, and hit it. It. it was one all he did Ken who was marking Novo that day as well you yeah. <laughs> oh, no <I> <laughs> <laughs> oh aye, aye, aye. I played for Falkirk many years no it was a uh, Scott Mahamid oh of course, of course it was of course it was, Scotty Arfield, I Never mind. Um, so... Because I saw him in Ibiza that summer, eh? And I got a picture with him and he was like, oh, do you support the Bairns? I was like, no, mate, I'm just glad you <laughs> couldn't pick up Novo. He was but, like, see, but see you in a few years. <laughs> I you know. Uh, see, that, see that, that, time lapse there, that time lapse that you mentioned there, I, I remember sitting at the cup final in 92 when Rangers played... Uh, Airdrie and think to myself this is 11 years since Rangers have won the Scottish Cup I'll, I'll never see this again this will never happen again <laughs> and all of a sudden you're looking at it and it's you know it's it's 13 years now and you, you don't want it to be any longer than that it's 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 it's, it's staggering how how poorly Rangers have done in that period now I know there was you know Ranger, there were Ranger sides that compare that were comparable to pub teams for a few years, but the fact of the matter is that it's still a pretty deplorable record since yeah. then. Um, and you know, we, we, we remember you know 2016 and finding out the hard way that Rob Kiernan was the really a centre back, and um, you know, I that was you, a, I to do that. No, that was a, that was a, a, again, but that was that was a, a final that, that 
that was there for the taking, and Hibs took it. Aye, thanks. Thanks very I much. Prefer, I prefer to remember actually going back to Scottish finals. I remember. I, I prefer to remember um, '96 when <clears throat> when Rangers won five one. I'm not sure it was Tic Tac is here. Every time I mention something here, he suddenly start. He started going like that. It's like it's like working with John McClinic. Um, yeah. just, I always um, feel like I need to do something with my hands. Eh? It's like stop it. Okay. We'll get you. We'll get you. Have you caught a, a potter's wheel, and you can create some <laughs> some vases and balls in that when you're. Yeah. That's it. But no, <laughs> that's that's a and the fact that you know, Gordon Dury gets a hat trick, and still doesn't get the man of the match because there was only one man of the match, and that was um, Wildrop in that game. An amazing performance. And my, my uh, I go back. I can go back far enough to being at seventy six cup final when Rangers actually scored before three o'clock. They kicked the game off early. Tommy McLean takes a free kick, bangs it into the middle. Derek Johnson header, past Jim Crook trying one nil. Look at him watch two minutes to three. That's kind of be right. <laughs> um, so there's a bit of history there between Rangers and Hearts in cup finals. Aye. And uh, do, do you know? I, I, I was I was just thinking there when you when you were talking about Rangers obviously coming coming up through the leagues and and us being dreadful in any cup competition really when you think about it and and there appears to be a theme you know anywhere away from Ibrox pretty much then uh, you know you're in trouble um, which well, doesn't bode well for uh, the Mora but that being said that being said uh, Curry Muncher says snags and lads how important to GBV uh, to do we winning this cup how much pressure does it add to his future as a manager personally I I, I don't think it adds too much pressure to his future as a manager particularly from what he's achieved so far this season uh, but that being said obviously he will want to win it uh, because who wouldn't he um, and I think you know key to that will be pulling the players up from you know the the loss on Wednesday but also obviously um, it was the funeral of Jimmy Bell today as well which which you know is is going to be a sad occasion um, and obviously getting them get, getting them refocused um, for for what is potentially the the next biggest game of our season um, the biggest tomorrow's I know exactly that so it's um, you know it should be it should be part and parcel for him um, it's going to be a challenge for sure um, and it'll be interesting to see how he how he lines the team up but you know for me I think he's he's, he's definitely cemented himself for for another season pending a disaster Driggs what's your thoughts on the game tomorrow it's going to be important to see how fit Boyce is. I think he brings a lot, lot for Hearts. I think Rangers mm. have it. I, I think it's really what, what Hearts bring to the match versus what Rangers bring to the match. So um, I think somebody like Boyce is going to be really important for them. I don't think he, he can't be 100%, but we'll see how much of a shell of himself that he normally is. Yeah, I, I I think as well. What what was apparent in our in our four one win was 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 the kind of obviously danger man for for Hearts is going to be Josh Janelli. I think didn't that didn't that right and Mackay to a certain degree. I mean, he he did he, yeah. he has he has moments. You know, he's got yeah, Scotty yeah, he Allen passes in him. He, he does he does, but obviously you know up against uh, Tav he should be. It should be sorted, but you know that being said, it depends which which tab we get tomorrow. Obviously, but Janelli um, and Sims, both real good players, I think. Yeah, Sims was a standout for me. He's yeah. a he's a he, he's he's a player, but we are spending way too much time talking about Hart. So, what's what's uh, what's your thoughts uh, tomorrow? Hi, uh, I think the team will just be like total ready to just lay the smackdown on Hearts. Eh? I, I really, I just, <laughs> I just can't see them. And that's the bottom line. Because Wasp said so. <laughs> but nah, I just, I just, I, I honestly just see them being fired up and like they've got something to prove and they'll just do it, like, you know. But I'm kind of glad Barisic is out. Um, I think it's going to be interesting in the summer how, like, I'm, I'm quite excited about the way Rangers has got to kind of look next season, you know. They've got to rejig. A lot, a lot of players are moving on now. It's time to, you know, Gio's got to put his stamp on the team now. And it's interesting because the way he was talking about flexibility of the squad and that, it'll be good to see who goes, comes in and transitions into the way he wants to play. So I'm looking forward to it. Aye, same. Um, and, you know, you, 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 ch you touched on the player recruitment for summer there and I think, you know, that's going to be keen. It'll be interesting to see what has Gio's stamp and what has uh, Wilson's stamp, you know what I mean? Um, uh, how that 
how that balance goes. But um, Stuart, in, in terms of in terms of the squad tomorrow, how would how would you like to see us lining up? I, th- I think you basically do a roll call to see who's who, who's fit enough to start and who's fit enough to play a part in the game at some point in time. I, I think you, what you said there was right in as much as you've spent long enough talking about hearts because there's only certain certain ways hearts can actually hurt Rangers, I think. Yeah. The the biggest the biggest one being that either Rangers are too cocky or don't show the same concentration levels that you know they, they really should do. If they if you use the um, the game at Tynecastle as a as a blueprint of what could be achieved, they'll they'll absolutely walk it. Um, and I think that there might actually be one or two who suddenly come in and are suddenly under consideration simply because of how they played Hearts the last game. Um, I know Hearts will be really fired up for this because again, don't forget this is their chance of winning a cup that they probably didn't see coming um you know a matter of months ago so they'll be they'll be up for this but i think if rangers certain certain people play their part and i think rangers get too many potential kind of match winners i don't think i don't think uh tavernier will be as confined or have the same kind of shackles put on him i, I don't think hearts are the wherewithal to nullify him the same as Eintracht Frankfurt did. I don't see anybody in the midfield basically bossing uh, Lundstrom. I don't see anybody if Kent gets on his game. I, I don't see really see anybody managing to stop him. I think maybe uh, the worrying thing is that Rangers might still play tomorrow without a an out and out striker, and you, you're just looking for somebody to take one of those kind of half chances. Um, just even to just even to just settle settle things down. Um, I think Kent. I, I'm expecting a game from Kent tomorrow. I know his legs will be tired, but he'll have been in the the, the cold baths and getting rubbed down ever since he, that game finished. And I think it's a game, a cup final. The semi final against Celtic was was a, a a spectacle as much as Rangers won it. I think if you're a player, especially one with the kind of mindset and ability that Kent has got, this is a big stage for you. This this is the biggest stage that he's played on domestically. Forget all the European games, he can actually win something at the end of this. And I'm expecting him to actually play, have, have maybe one of his best games for Rangers tomorrow. I yeah, think it will be a big uh, will be a big miss um, when once he does move on. Eh? I think he, apart from Going forward, eh, like tracking back, eh, like I've like in that game in, eh, on Wednesday there, eh, he's tracking back. He eh, just they kind of nullified him a bit. They've noticed what he done to the, you know, Leipzig, Dortmund, etc. They saw that as a great threat. But see, going back and helping Barisic, he was always there. Eh, he's, he he gives you so much. Eh, see if he just added goals to his game. He, he, you know the world's his oyster. He could be gone for twenty plus, but he, he needs to get there. Aye, definitely. And I think uh, you know Curry Muncher makes a good point there. Does Ramsey play or is it Lowry without debate? I think you know if if, if Ramsey's fit, he'll probably come in. I would I would suggest. Um, and Lowry um, obviously will feature as uh, the manager stated in the press conference today. I would suspect Lowry will probably be a second half sub, but all will be revealed, I suppose, at eleven a eleven a.m. tomorrow. Um, but you know, in terms of in, in terms of predictions, Driggs, what would you say the the score will be? Three nil. <laughs> I go three nil. I like I like three nil. I do like it a lot. I would love us to keep a clean sheet. Um, as a as a matter of fact, and uh, that will obviously be dependent on uh, whether or not the defence clicks, which uh, which which hopefully it will do. Um, Stuart, what's what's your prediction? As Winston Churchill famously said, "One would be enough." <laughs> <laughs> one, one nil. What? Uh, ah, we'll go and spank them. Spank them six nil. 
six now. Uh, yeah. See, see no, that, but... see, that, that, that three liters there. That, that's actually vodka he's drinking. That's no that's water. He's got six now. What is it? No, he's on the mushrooms. Jimmy Sands, come on. Look at this. Number 55 says, uh, Will Suter and Halliday be in the Rangers in at full time celebrating? It would be hilarious, to be fair. <laughs> Just it cast our talks. Aye, that's it. Come on then. Um, I think, you know, Suter would be all right. You know, there'd be no ramifications there because he's technically a Rangers player after that game. But Halliday, I don't, <laughs> don't think that'd be a good idea for him to get Halliday involved. was in Seville, eh? Oh, was it? McCrory was. Hi, McCrory was as well. So was that, that photo. That photo was surprising. Aye, and uh, Papa Quailer, um, Yelovich. Yelovich. Yeah. All the good bears were there. I love the good bears. No, no, not being too harsh on on Carlos Quailer, but that's probably the closest he's got to Europe since actually leaving Rangers. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> That's, that's a great one. Well, that's why he went to he went to Aston Villa for European football. I <laughs> must have missed that day. Curry Wancher says prediction free free suitor on goal, hat trick, extra time penalties, and Ramsey to win it in final penalty just oh. for just just for oh, the memes. Curry. No, uh, I, I couldn't take that, Curry Wancher. My, my question came out the hearts uh, when you call it costume, the mascot. Yeah. And step and score the winning penalty, and then take off the head and run around. That's it. Ramsey for the winning PK, and then the face gets ripped off, and it's McCoy wearing a Ramsey mask. (laughs) I think I think you would notice that. To be fair, (laughs) yeah, we change, we change in the body shape. You know what I'm saying? There's not many, there's not many football or not many prop forwards have ever played in a cup final. (laughs) <laughs> True that. What happened to Ramsey? <laughs> Too many sangrias. Um, so Stephen Payton says two 0 Kent with both the goals. That would that would be nice. Actually, I would I, like I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that. I like a comfortable win. I wouldn't like a one 0 I'd like a, a, a two or a three 0 Um, that would be that would be lovely. Um, but but last, but um, you've asked me to let you know before I get on to shout out. So that would be the next bit. So talk to me. All right. I was hoping to get me out of I'll get a special guest. Will I? Oh. <laughs> I put it in the chat and everything, the private, oh, the private you? chat oh, that you can't right. see. Aye, but never mind. All right. Um, thanks for ruining, <laughs> thanks for ruining the show. But uh, uh, can, I, can I just, can I just, I'll go just, then. Can I just uh, say, say uh, a wee bit here about? Of course you can. Rangers and uh, a cup final on uh, Wednesday night. Just to say the amount of work that has gone into things that you'll never see because Rangers lost. I'm talking about you know the newspaper pullouts, radio um, specials, television specials that were literally cancelled. It's you know five minutes to eleven or five minutes to midnight if you were in Spain. Um, that we don't we we don't need this anymore. It's gone, and yeah. you know there are a lot of people put a lot of work in there to celebrate something that Rangers didn't actually manage to achieve. So it was. Um, there's a there's a side to all of this where people might think, you know, well, do these people supporters or not or whatever it is. The, the fact of the matter is, they've got they've got maybe organisations and businesses to run, and you still got to cover the fact that uh, that Rangers might win a uh, a major European trophy, and it wasn't to be. I know you're absolutely right, and uh, you know, shout out to them for all their efforts for sure. Um, and I very nearly had a cardboard cut out of a cup myself, but uh, I, I sort of held off the order button because I thought I didn't want to preempt it, I didn't want to jinx it, you know what I mean? And I was quite glad I didn't. Um, but I did get one of the wee uh, mini mini versions that's not come yet, so I'm quite glad about that. Maybe they'll send it after Germany anyway. <laughs> you know, Curry Winter just said there, Stuart, we live rent free and we feed off it. I had to remind, I had to remind somebody on. Twitter of that fact yesterday when they made a comment about how important this game was for uh, Rangers and I think I corrected them sufficiently well that even their excuse was uh, kicked into the long grass as well so no I I think we're um, listen Rangers do they have to win this tomorrow it would be preferable if they did but I think all in all you know in five years time you might look back at a Scottish Cup final that was instantly forgettable, but Rangers won. You will still remember 
everything that happened in and around that European run. Um, it was just the last wee, wee bit that wasn't quite right. But that was the thing that, you know, kind of legends are made from these things. It's the reason that, you know, Derek Johnson and Dave Smith and John Gregg and Billy Matheson, Billy Johnson, were all turning and Alec McDonald were all turning up in, out in Spain because these guys are still living legends because of what they achieved 50 years ago. And, I, and I, you know, that team in Wednesday night was so close to emulating that. Yeah, they were. And I think as well, you know, what a lot of people forget is is, is the effect that it's had on, obviously, uh, the coefficient and uh, the places up for grabs um, next season. And I think um, in terms of Rangers as well, I think because of where we where we sit in the Champions League qualifying rounds, don't we drop straight into the Europa League groups if we don't get through that anyway? Right. Yeah, um, so. so obviously, we're, you know, we're guaranteed European football past... Um, uh, the winter time anyway which is which is fabulous um that's a that's a really good plus point of course and the money that comes with that as well so uh well, I spoke over to you mate if you're ready Aye, um, sorry, I, sorry, I, I just... sorry sorry oh sorry sorry just, sorry really sorry <laughs> sorry i know but no that, that's an interesting one yeah, fine. what would you what would you rather prefer rangers being ragdolled in the champions league or actually being in the mix in the Europa League and one of the one of the big teams in the Europa League, it came into my head just uh, you know uh, when I was thinking about the what might happen next season. It, it's it's what would you prefer, you know? Because I've I've seen Rangers losing to some and uh, some some horror stories in the Champions League, whereas in the Europa League they've actually looked at a level where they they can compete. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It's really easy for me. I hope you don't mind if I jump in first. But I, but I think, um, for for you know, if we're talking for, uh, financial reasons, obviously, I would, I, I would, I would love to see us get ragdolled in the Champions League group stages. Um, however, you know, in terms of competitiveness and for 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 making some very good memories, uh, then obviously, you know, Europa League all the way because you know, like you say, over the last three seasons at least, you know, we've shown, um, and it's not been, you know, it's not been through through luck either, you know. We're, there obviously has been a small element of that, but 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 in terms of competitiveness and being in the mixer for 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 making serious dents in that competition, we've shown that we can do it. And each season we've got further, um, and obviously culminating in a final where actually you know, and we've touched on this a few times, we could have actually won it, and we sh- you know we should have to a certain extent. But um, well, you know that's 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 for um, another time. But I think yeah, for me. Um, it would be, you know, competing again in, in the Europa League and making that, you know, making us our dream again. We've got unfinished business with the Europa League. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> but aye. Any other thoughts on that before we hand over to Robin? Good, Robin. Just awesome. another thing. That I'm just... <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello. Superstar! So this... Is my daughter Marley who sponsors the podcast? Hi, Marley. Financially, financially sets up all the graphics and that. <laughs> so uh, Marley wants to give you some shout out, say, and that's what she wanted to do. I want to give a shout out to my granny and granddad Sophie, Zara, Emily, um, and Leah, and Logan, and. Jody. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Lovely. And, and uh, your dad uh, did, did that classic thing that dads do when, when you're talking, he's mouthing what you're supposed to say, but obviously you can't see this. Yeah. Just helping, he's, he's, he's helping you through it, and that's what all good dads do. So thank you very that's much right. for that, Marley. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously we look forward to some more shout-outs from you that we can play on the podcast. <laughs> what do you say? Thank you. <laughs> oh. What do you say? Yes. Manners, boys, manners. Exactly. I love it. And uh, Driggs, has your dog got anything to say? No. <laughs> All right, good. Well, I think um, unless Wait, anybody's got, I've any... got a shout out. Oh, I want to shout out. I want to shout out my big mate Ian, who's in the chat. Hey, without him, uh, I wouldn't be hydrated and sunscreen on my nose and I would be hey, lost. I'm the, I'm the one who puts sun cream on his nose. She puts sun cream on my nose at him. What a so service. Sh- shout, shout out to Biggie and he, uh, we, we got in um, early doors this morning and he had to go to work in Aberdeen um, bang on seven. So that's that's the lengths the Rangers fans went to 
Um, shout out to the Rangers support. I heard you. It doesn't care about the telly. And shout out to Jeep as well. I love Jeep and I, I love Jody as well. They're awesome. And hopefully they are podcast with them as well. And I love you, Stuart. You, there's a shout out for you. <laughs> and, and Captain America as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Snagsy. I love you as well. I'm Pinky. Lesser, little heart. Oh, that was that was lovely. That was a nice wee, a nice wee happy diversion. That, and I hope you've enjoyed that free content. Obviously, you won't get that anywhere else. By the way, just saying, <laughs> just saying. Um, so I guess I guess we'll close up the podcast there. But before we go, I just want to give a wee shout out to my pal uh, Simi, who uh, unfortunately had to put his wee dog Binky down uh, yesterday. Uh, very very sad. Um, and obviously our thoughts are with you, pal, and we love you. No, um, so good luck, Lamora. Hope he's there um, and bring us a bit of silverware. Uh, and thanks everybody who's got involved in the chat. Please make sure you tell your pals, your dogs and cats and all that, like and subscribe. And also if you need an audio version of the podcast, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes Radio, all other streaming services. I've been Snags, he's been Driggs, that other guy's been Stuart Weir, and he's been Gothic Wasp. And we'll, we'll see you next time on the Rangers Air Podcast. Have a good weekend. Yeah.